Good morning, Bear Nation. I'm that bear guy from the internet. We're going to do the brief today. It is the 28th of June, 2023. If you're new here or you're one of the 40% people who watch the show but aren't subscribed, hey, don't be a jerk. Subscribe. Ring the little bell icon, okay? Okay, Bear. If you're not new here, you know what to do. Share the show with somebody you love. Leave a comment for the algo. Roger. Roger that, Bear. All right. As always, the show is brought to you by RefugeMedical.com. They don't sponsor us. I'm the founder and CEO of that company. Right? So, like, there's no, like, behind-the-scenes shenanigans going on here. Nobody paid me any money to say nice things about RM. I threw money at that business for the last four and a half years, and here we are. Now, today we're going to talk about NATO escalation possible recession here in the United States of America, and my favorite thing of the morning, the United Nations is developing a program called iVerify that will use artificial intelligence for fact-checking based upon Facebook's good work. Mm. Armor-piercing rounds to the robot domes. It's all I got. It's all I got. In response to the turmoil in Russia and ongoing conflict in Ukraine, the European Union and NATO have pledged to increase their support for Ukraine. Hmm. We talked about that on Monday, didn't we? The damn near certain NATO escalation. This includes military aid, training, and other forms of assistance, all to bolster Ukraine's defense against Russian aggression. In particular, Germany just sent about 4,000 troops to Lithuania to help strengthen NATO's eastern flank. This would be permanent, though the infrastructure and facilities would have to be created first. Germany has already said that it would ready a combat brigade specifically for the defense of Lithuania in the event of an attack. Lithuania's president, Gatanyas Naseda, or some crap like that, said the infrastructure could be completed by 2026. So that's, um, that's nice. I don't know if you know, but it's currently the year... 2023 2026 is two and a half years away and yet we're seriously talking about or the european union and nato are seriously talking about we'll just put a brigade in lithuania which is due north of belarus by the way in uh lithuania we'll just put a brigade there in case russia feels froggy that's two and a half years away so either mm, just chill, you know, we're just going to move some money around on the map because, or they legitimately believe that there could be a threat. And remember, Germany uh, began their air quote support of this conflict by sending decades old body armor and canteens to the Ukrainians. And then that has escalated to here's some tanks. And then that has escalated to how about a combat brigade? Sound good? All right, cool. Quote, we have a strong political willingness in Lithuania to find the necessary financial resources to be able to finance the infrastructural needs, end quote. And again, if uh, you have a map or a globe or a brain that's very good at visualization or www.earth.google.com, you can find uh, Ukraine, right? Just type in Ukraine. It'll center over Ukraine. To the east and somewhat to the north of Ukraine, there's a little country called Russia. Uh, due north over the western half of Ukraine is a little country called Belarus, a.k.a. part of the former Soviet Union. And then north of Belarus is Lithuania. 
So we're one country away with this German combat brigade and Belarus is becoming more and more of a, a party to aggression in Ukraine. Alexander Lukashenko, the asterisk president of Belarus, is a shill for Putin, has been for a long ass time. No surprises there. Lithuania also shares a border with Poland. Poland shares a border with Belarus and Ukraine. So Poland is a little, mm, they're a little concerned about this uh, war in Ukraine as well. Meanwhile, Ukraine's chief of defense intelligence. Karelio Budinov was quoted by defense intelligence as saying, quote, the situation has never been as severe as now, end quote. He is convinced that Russia has fully developed and approved a plan to blow, blow up the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. Oh, we're going to come back to that. There are multiple logistical points of concern, one of which is that Ukrainian intelligence found Russia's military moved explosive-packed vehicles to four of the six power units at the plant. Blowing the plant or causing a radiation leak would be a strategic move to prevent further advance of Ukraine's offensive. Now, let's, let's just discuss this. Ukrainian intelligence, BT dubs, who is providing the Ukrainians intelligence? Bingo, your taxpayer dollars. The people who are over there who are doing things that are happened with no name tabs in places that don't exist. Correct. We are providing the Ukrainians their intelligence. Something else that you might or might not know. Ukrainians, ethnic Ukrainians and ethnic Russians, they look a lot alike each other. Their uniforms are so similar that in many cases people are taking colored duct tape and wrapping an armband around their arms so that they can prevent friendly fire. Also, something you may not know, all of the equipment, by and large, that they're using is damn near identical. So IFF, identification, friend or foe, is very difficult in this battlefield. So I'm just saying that American intelligence agencies saw Ukrainians, air quote, moving trucks packed full of explosives next to the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant coincidence i think not why do i think not you might ask that's a fine question dear bear national why do i think not a coincidence because we've been saying since february 24th 2022 that it's just a matter of time until we have a black swan event that drags all of us kicking and screaming into a direct conflict with russia in ukraine do you even black swan bro Gulf of Tonkin incident, anybody? Sinking of the Lusitania, assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand, uh, the bombing at Pearl Harbor, 9-11. Shall I continue? This is a global atrocity in the United States. Cannot stand by what the Russians, asterisk, have done here is absolutely unacceptable. What does Russia gain by blowing up a nuclear power plant? I'll wait. I'll wait. Russia wants to occupy Ukraine. Why does Russia want to make their people and their soil, what they consider to be their people and their soil, glow in the dark and risk raising the ire of all of NATO, dragging themselves into a nuclear conflict? Hmm. It's often said, uh, the Russians play chess, we play checkers. It's often said that the Russians are very far forward thinking that they're good, you know, 
strategically and tactically? Maybe, maybe not. I admit my indoctrination. I'm a 1980s baby. I'm all about that Rocky Four shit, bro. All about it. Comma, I can't see anything other than area denial, which they're not having too difficult of a time with anyway. I can't see anything that benefits Russia with blowing up a nuclear power plant when the entire world is watching them. I'm just saying. So I find it super interesting that Ukrainian intelligence, which is us, saw Ukrainians that look exactly like Russians, same same uh, ethnic makeup, same uniform, same equipment, move trucks full of explosives uh, into the vicinity of Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something similar to, uh, I don't know, Otis Elevator Company that had the contract in the Twin Towers for elevator maintenance forever was laid off 90 days before 9-11, September 11th, 2001. And there were something like 87 people from the new elevator maintenance company coming and going at all hours of the days and nights maintaining the elevators before a controlled demolition happened the morning of September 11th, 2001. Could be something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Last year, Senate Armed Services Committee Chairman Jack Reed said at a virtual roundtable, and here we go, here we go, quote, it would all be viewed through the lens of, is this an attack against the NATO country triggering Article 5? Well, but bear, but bear, Ukraine is not in NATO. No, but let's let Mr. Jack Reed continue. If a nuclear device is detonated and the radiation goes into a neighboring country, that could very well be perceived as an attack against NATO, end quote. Hmm. Hmm. It's like the literal definition of a black swan event. What does your shirt say, Bear? Ethan Eldridge wants to know. This shirt comes from Yehuda Remmer, the Pew Pew Jew. He's awesome. He'll be at the Whiskey with Bear event, BT Dubs. And it says Exodus, circa 2448. It's got some pyramids and palm trees. See, uh, it's, it's that Mithraim, Egypt, that place that you're supposed to bug out from and uh, go to the wilderness and worship the creator. That's what it says. It's also a nice color. I'm pretty sure this is blue. It's blue, right? Is it blue? It ain't purple? Cool. By the way, colorblind AF. Currently, Russia appears to be embroiled in internal political turmoil. The private army group Wagner abandoned its march towards Moscow, as discussed on Monday, in what is believed to have started as a potential coup. Protests and rebellion have added to the instability of the nation and its mission, and this instability has further highlighted the volatility of the oil industry, amongst many other things. A further decrease in oil prices may have global impacts as the effects ripple through the energy markets, which, as you may or may not know, the dollar is basically, the United States dollar is basically denominated in oil and our belief in it, because it's just green paper that has no intrinsic value. We've all decided that we will settle our debts with this paper, ergo fiat currency. So we're going to talk about uh, the J.P. Morgan. Uh, they have a... Now, remember, yes, it is J.P. Morgan, right? Always they take everything from all sources with a grain of salt, including from me. 
Uh, but they have this interesting uh, thing that they do, JP Morgan Asset Management, am.jpmorgan.com, that they call Notes on the Week Ahead. And it's very interesting. You might check that out for yourself as you're doing your daily slash weekly OSINT dives. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. I do want to remind you that uh, at 1 p.m. today on the Refuge Medical channel, YouTube channel, just search for Refuge. You'll find Refuge Medical. You should be subscribed, by the way. Do a lot of teaching over there on that channel. At 1 p.m. today, I will be doing uh, drawing the winner for the Goon giveaway, the month of Goon. I'm doing that at 1 p.m. today. So go subscribe to Refuge. Every order in between now and 1 p.m. today automatically enters you. Every order over $99 automatically enters you for the giveaway. So you got like, uh, what's it? It's eight central. You got less than five hours to get this done. Uh, well, what do I get? Redemption tactical plate carrier, multicam, level four ceramic plates, refuge medical advanced ripaway kit, and a dangling multicam, mirror safety mask and filter, a sling from Sojourn Gear, a rifle sling from Sojourn Gear, and a case of Jocko Go. So uh, it's pretty legit. 1 p.m. Central, true, true. It's pretty legit. Uh, the Refuge Medical Goon Giveaway. I wanted to throw that in there before I forgot. That's at 1 p.m. Central today. Now, J.P. Morgan. Do you even J.P. Morgan, bro? Um, there's a lot of meat in this. I'm going to read, let's see, about a half a dozen paragraphs. I'll do my best. The header here is waiting for recession. Data due out this week should help confirm that the economy continued to grow in the second quarter. In particular, while Friday's May reading on real consumer spending should show no gain, revised April data should still show a healthy increase, suggesting annualized growth between 1% and 2% for the quarter. By the way, China's GDP growth is estimated to be somewhere around 5%, whereas looking as United States is going to fall somewhere between 1% and 2%. So, eh, not great. In the month of May, durable goods orders due out on Thursday, are also likely to be lackluster. What's What are durable goods? Like uh, clothing, boots, gloves, you know, stuff like that. Let's see. Meanwhile, new home sales data due out Tuesday should confirm other reports suggesting that even with mortgage rates above 6.5%, a chronic lack of inventory is preventing a further decline in home building. Overall, these numbers suggest that the U.S. economy has grown at roughly 2% annualized pace in the second quarter, still avoiding the recession that many had called inevitable due to the Fed's aggressive monetary tightening. Uh, numbers are surprisingly up. As of the end of April, there were 10.1 million job openings in the United States of America. I don't know. Now, I haven't experienced that myself personally. I don't see in eastern Oklahoma, western Arkansas, a lot of jobs that are like, I see jobs occasionally that say, hey, we're hiring, but I don't see a lot of them. And going in and talking with people, I don't get the feeling that there's a labor shortage here. Uh, now, I'm talking about here. The United States is a huge country, four time zones, 340-ish million people. So this is just a localized view that I have, but I'm not seeing that. Let's see. And even in the face of rising layoffs and sluggish real GDP growth, payroll employment rose at an average pace of 283 jobs, 283,000 jobs per month over the last three months. 
Let's see. All this being said, however, the economy continues to face threats. Consumer spending is still excessive relative to disposable income. That means that people are accruing debt. And this problem will worsen with the resumption of student loan repayments in the fall. Fiscal policy is tightening following the passage of the debt ceiling agreement and the Fed's aggressive monetary tightening is acting as a drag on business spending. I guess maybe it's elective business spending. Maybe that has a lot to do with how you fund a business, whether you bootstrap it and you use your cash revenues in order to be able to operate the business, or if you're operating on a revolving line of credit or you're taking out loans. We don't do those last two things. So I I haven't experienced that myself personally. We don't spend money we don't have, but a lot of businesses do. And maybe they're using that money more for payroll and for COGS cost of goods than they are for elective things like maybe we should put in a new water fountain, you know, things like that. Let's see. In short, the commercial real estate and regional banking problem doesn't look like enough to tip the economy into recession on its own. Sluggish growth seems certain. Recession does not. Uh, This was a very interesting um, paragraph here. Where did it go? Sorry. As pressure on lenders grows, they could continue to tighten credit standards as they have done over the past year. We could also see a repeat of the regional banking turmoil of the first quarter. That means potentially more bank failures. That's very interesting to me. However, it needs to be emphasized that this is a slow motion slump. Both the leases and the loans are stretched out over a number of years. Equity stakeholders in these properties will take the hit first. Equity stakeholders, like investors in commercial real estate, will take the hit first rather than the banks. Moderating impact on bank balance sheets. Well, that'll wipe out a whole bunch of equity, a whole bunch of uh, personal income for a whole bunch of people. Other areas of commercial real estate, such as multifamily housing, warehouses and data centers are growing and construction of offices, shops, malls and restaurants all added together only accounted for 0.6% of GDP in 2019. And again, in short, the commercial real estate and regional banking problem doesn't look like enough to tip the economy into recession on its own. Sluggish growth seems certain. Recession does not. So that's from our, uh, I wouldn't call them friends. That's from the people over there at JP Morgan. And again, remember, we talked about this on Monday. War is, economy seems a little sluggish. We're like, hmm, who can we blow up? Who can we blow up? Over 1,000 people here. If you refresh the screen, they'll refresh for you. I'm showing 381 thumbs up. But still, that's a lot less than 1,044. So 44. So do us all a favor. Hit the little thumbs up button. It's good for the algorithm. Now, from theblazemedia.com, the United Nations rolls out AI-powered tool to help nations stamp down so-called misinformation, disinformation, and hate speech. If you haven't already, throw your phone across the room, set it on fire, then drive to the nearest lake, chuck it into a lake. Because we're, we're here now, boys and gerbils. We're here now. From the article, the United Nations is convinced that, on, quote, online information pollution, 
that's an interesting term, first time I've heard that, is an urgent global challenge, end quote, that can be remedied by artificial intelligence and a left-leaning cleanup crew. To stamp out dissenting views and hurtful opinions expressed online, hurtful opinions grow a pair of balls, humanity. He said words that I don't like. Who cares? Do you know who that person is? No? Move on. See, if you're busy doing shit that matters, the opinions of others don't matter. What does that say about, I don't know, 51% of the country's population? Probably busy doing things that don't matter or not busy at all doing anything except sitting around worrying about their feelings. Who hurt my feelings? Shut up. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words shall never hurt me. To stamp out dissenters and hurtful opinions expressed online, especially those articulated in the form of memes. I love this. We now have meme police. The United Nations Development Program has produced an AI-powered speech policing tool called iVerify because of memes, bro. I, I want every one of you, your patriotic duty today is to meme super hard on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you're into. Just your job today, your homework today, lunch hour is just meme the shit out of those platforms. Producing an AI-powered speech policing tool called iVerify, quote, that can be used to identify false information and prevent and mitigate its spread. Hmm. Who, who determines what's false? In concert with Facebook and Google-funded fact-checker Medan, Facebook-owned Crowd Triangle or Crowd Tangle, leftist nonprofits, and George Soros-funded international fact-checking network. When first peddling the tool, the UN cited the January 6th protests in Washington, Washington D.C. as, quote, one of the most visible examples of how the viral spread of misinformation can negatively affect the electoral process, end quote, suggesting that iVerify can help. Uh, I will again say, if that's what an insurrection looks like, all you people who are worried about feelings are in for the shock of your life when you finally piss off the American populace. That was so tame. That was like, I, I've literally seen more violence on a playground, not hyperbole. I've literally seen more badly behaved humans and more violence on a playground. Yes, I do know that one person got shot and killed. I'm aware of that. By who? Right? <laughs> not the protesters. According, and by the way, this is probably going to be one of those briefs that gets us another strike. We've got two. If we get a third, we're gone forever. See you on Patreon. And I just don't care at this point anymore. I also have an alternate channel here on YouTube that I may or may not use from time to time. It's called the Blue Collar President. Look it up. You can find it. Go subscribe over there. According to the UNDP, United Nations Diversity Program, iVerify provides various regimes with, quote, a support package to enhance identification, monitoring, and response capacity to threats of information integrity, end quote. STFU. While approved narratives will be better protected, approved narratives, and threats better identified, the UNDP promises iVerify, quote, will not be misused in ways that would undermine freedom of expression, freedom of the press, or political and social rights. For sure. For sure. Trust us. 
We won't take away your freedoms. We won't take away your freedom of expression, freedom of the press. We won't undermine political and social rights. According to who? According to the United Nations? Because they have a different set of rules than we do here in the United States of America. And the set of rules that we have here in the United States of America are different than God's rules. So who are you going to follow? I'm not really a fan of the robot arbiters of anything, and I don't trust the United Nations to program said robots with morality and integrity and ethics. I, I just don't see that happening. There will come a time, y'all, when for real, take your phone, throw it in a lake, just be done with it. I, again, I think it was Monday, I did a Patreon video called Emanation and Decimation. Go watch that. There will come a time where we will have to be incredibly quiet. Incredibly quiet. The UNDP has already beta tested iVerify in third world nations such as Honduras, Kenya, Liberia, Sierra Leone, and Zambia. Uh, so I would say look for within the next 12 to 24 months political upheaval, civil unrest, and perhaps a coup in Honduras, Kenya, Liberia, Sierra Leone, and Zambia. This is how the technology purportedly works. Content is flagged either manually or automatically, then reviewed by an open source algorithm, which uses machine learning to establish whether it is fact checkable and or constitutes hate speech. The content sources are consulted and the responses are checked against public data and sources ranging from thematic experts to relevant authorities to ensure all sides of the story are investigated. Three reviewers sign off on quality control. The content is then presented with a cautionary rating based on the determinations of the reviewers and fact checks can later be updated. The built-in capacity to update fact checks appears to indicate an acceptance on the part of the designers that this process will inevitably result in false reports or inaccurate ratings. Yeah, but how do the algorithms work? Because I can tell you on YouTube, if you get a strike, you can't produce any content for 10 days and the algorithm works in seven day cycles. They take your content away for 10 days. By the time they take your content away for 10 days, by the time it's restored, it's already halfway through the next algorithmic cycle, which means it never gains any traction. People never see it. It's a form of shadow banning that YouTube does all the time. And how many people will see that false information label skip right on by it and be pre-programmed later on when a redaction comes or a, um, what do they call that? When they have to uh, basically admit that they were wrong, right? They have to issue an update. Oh, we're sorry. No, that was true. Well, you've already pre-programmed a large swath of the populace that, nope, that's false information. Move along. And very rarely when a correction is made, is it even published? Like, even, look at a newspaper when they have all their corrections, their little tiny footnotes. Our bad, we made a mistake. Yeah, but your mistake was front page news. Well, they do the same thing digitally. Uh, this dumbass article goes on and on. The news here is that the robots will now be fact checking on behalf of the United Nations. So, uh, prepare for impact. Apologize. Maybe at least that's not the word I'm looking for. But um, sounds like the movie Judge Dredd.
Prairie Ballabuster said, buy wheat. It's about to be harvest. Many fields have already been cut and bailed for animal feed because of the drought. I can't remember the last time that that happened. Buy wheat now. For the last time that that happened, buy wheat now. Heck yeah. That's the show for today. If you're one of those people that jumps off when it's time to discuss how to engage in the value exchange, I bid you adieu. Beat feet. Skedaddle. Get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shalom. For everybody else, here we go. This morning, by the way, links for all this stuff is in the description down below. Retraction. Thank you, Phil Lynn. That is correct. Retraction. That is the word I was struggling to find. Patreon. This morning, I put up fight or flight for mutual assistance groups. What does that need to look like for you and your team? What SOPs do you need to go through? What do you need to figure out now so you don't have to figure it out in the heat of the moment? That's up. Patreon's $5 hairs per month. It's the best five bucks you can spend on the internet. It is a preparedness consultancy. It's not an I like me, you should like me too page. It's I try and provide overwhelming value. And I promise you there is more content at Patreon than there is here on YouTube. And I produce uh, between the two platforms somewhere between 40 and 70 individual pieces of content per month. So go check it out. Okay, link in the description. I already mentioned Refuge Medical Lagoon giveaway today live at 1 p.m. Central on the Refuge Medical YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed to Refuge Medical on YouTube, hey, man, quit being a slug. Go over there. Subscribe. Check it out. Okay, bear. Uh, the kit of the week is the bear fact. Yeah, I, I made it. It's pretty cool. I like it. We're on version three, the 3.0. This is the bear fact right here. There's many like it, but this one is mine. I'll very quickly take you through it. I've got a soft teeth tourniquet on the outside over here. I got a set of shears right here. North American Rescue Trauma Shears right here on the outside. This one has been through hell in a handbasket. It's uh, over a year old. Uh, lives on a four-wheeler, subjected to the rain, the sleet, the snow, the sun. Right. So you got your nylon ballistic cordura on the outside for your durability and your portability. Obviously, Molly Pals wedding compatible. And then uh, on the inside. You pull this tab, pop it open, grab the red handle, pull the inner out of the outer, and now you're holding in your hand a purpose-built first aid kit. Now, I, I need to tell you guys this. The 4th of July, Independence Day, freedom, is six days away. I hate the 5th of July. Since I started this company, I have come to dread the 5th of July because many of our lives saved with this kit are from people who blowed themselves up with fireworks. I'm not exaggerating. So please be incredibly careful with fireworks. They are explosives. Don't be drinking and lighting off literal bombs. And you may be asking yourself, Bear, why is it so important that I can open this kit with one hand? You watching? Watch the screen. Boom, open, because several of the people whose lives have been saved because of explosive amputation were missing their other hand, and they explosively amputated their hand on the 4th of July. Please, please, please have a real first aid kit with real tourniquets, real pressure bandages, real wound packing gauze, handy on the 4th of July. Please. 
By the way, our average fulfillment time is 20 hours. Today's Wednesday. You buy something today, you'll probably have it on Friday in the United States of America. Okay. Now, what we have here, prioritization of care per the March algorithm. Massive bleeding, airway, respiratory, circulation, head injury, hypothermia, and everything else. Tourniquet. This is my second tourniquet because I got a primary tourniquet on the outside. Tourniquet. Gloves, because if it's wet and not yours, don't touch it. Pressure bandage, North American Rescue Emergency Trauma Bandage. Medical tape, Sharpie, right? Massive bleeding right here. And by the way, made in the United States of America. Not made in America, which includes Canada and Mexico. Made in the USA. Guaranteed forever. 81 lives saved to date. 81 lives saved. Save the date with refuge medical equipment. In the back, I got my stack. Burn tech dressing. Huh. I'm going to be playing with explosives in six days. Might want to have one of these. A pair of chest seals because you have two lungs and typically an in-hole and an out-hole. So you need a front and a back or a left and a right. Nasopharyngeal airway so we can maintain a patent airway. Two big five by nine gauze pads, predominantly because if I have to apply chest seals, a lot of times there's viscous fluid and blood that comes from the pleural space, a.k.a. the box, a.k.a. the hole in your chest where your lungs are. So I like big gauze. And if I need big gauze, I need it now. I don't want to have to go hunting for it. So that's in the stack in the back of the inner pouch. And then we have this bottom pouch down here. And in here, I have my quick clot for wound packing for bleeds in the junctional areas, which is your neck, your shoulders, your pelvic girdle, your ass, right? We use tourniquets on extremities, your arms and your legs. We wound pack and uh, back that wound packing with pressure bandages in our junctional areas. Like a lot of people like, stick a thumb in it. Yeah, you know what's better than a thumb? Quick clot works way better than a thumb. And then we've got our trauma pack right here. And so we've got a mylar blanket. We want this to prevent hypothermia because blood loss is a huge contributing factor to hypothermia, which is part of the lethal triad. Uh, blood loss, hypothermia, acidosis. And so we don't we don't want to do that. So mylar blanket right here. Wound packing gauze, compressed gauze. We've got a triangle bandage. We've got a roll of Curlix. Two by twos, four by fours, five by nine gauze pads, eye shield, iPad, and uh, flat duct tape right here because it sticks to everything, including blood, sweat, and tears. And that's the contents of the bear fact, which is, believe it or not, our bestseller at Refuge Medical, followed closely by the wound care bucket. So, as always, HSA, FSA eligible, refugemedical.com. Uh, the, there's free shipping at the store right now. You're entered into the goon giveaway, uh, all the things. We've also got the bleeding uh, prevention kits if you're, if budget is a thing right now. We have the bleeding prevention kits, basic, intermediate, and advanced. The advanced is insane. There's just a lot of stuff in that. It's an awesome, super durable, vacuum-sealed, heavy, thick Mylar bag kit that you can stick in a glove box, in a backpack, um, in a skid steer, in the desk drawer at your office, uh, in a school bus, in a school, anywhere. They're awesome kits. So ch check all that out, refugemedical.com. Refuge training, we've got classes available uh, online for sale at refugetraining.com in Pecola, Oklahoma. Great place to train. There's, uh, it's close to Fort Smith, Arkansas. So you've got 
everything from national parks you can camp in to RV parks to hotels. There's an airport in Fort Smith. There's an airport in Fayetteville that's two hours away. There's an airport in Tulsa that's two and a half hours away. There's an airport in Oklahoma City that's four hours away. And there's an airport in Dallas that's four hours away. So, like, you can get here. Believe me. Perfect gift for my sons. Often step, awesome stepping stone ministries. Um, does it take some time for an order to show on the referral dashboard? Oh, Tactic Squirrel. You're part of the Refuge Nation on the affiliate program. That's super cool. Yeah, it should. If you have any issues, just contact uh, Sales at Refuge Medical. We'll take care of you. Or just call the phone number at the store. Uh, the By the way, our phone number is on our website, and real people answer the phone. Real people in America. Real people in our office in Oklahoma in America. Not a call center halfway around the world. Not a robot. Not a pre-recorded message. Press one to speak to a human. Nope, just a real person answers the phone. So check all that out. RefugeTraining.com, classes in Oklahoma. And of course, Grindstone Ministries. We've got our gala event, our upcoming fundraiser for um, Caleb House, which is our juvenile human trafficking restoration facility. Our gala event is we're going to put on jeans and shirts with a collar. And we're going to convene in North Dallas and we're going to eat meat, smoke a cigar, drink some whiskey or a ginger beer. If you don't feel like drinking some whiskey, that's fine, too. And we're going to hang out and we're going to fellowship for about four hours in North Texas. That event is called Whiskey with Bear. You can go to whiskey, W-H-I-S-K-E-Y, withbear.com and uh, come hang out. Help us raise funds for Caleb House. As I mentioned, uh, Yehuda Remmer. The Pew Pew Jew will be there as well. There will be some other uh, popular faces from the interwebs there as well. The Refuge Medical team will be there. The Grindstone team will be there. And uh, we're just, I didn't feel like getting all gussied up and having like your standard fundraising gala, you know, where it's, you know, $2,500 a plate and you got to wear a tux and get up on the stage and hold the microphone while I swish my champagne glass and make a speech like that shit sounds gay to me. So we're not doing that. We're going to do what we do, which is eat meat, drink whiskey, smoke a cigar. You want to join us for that? Whiskey with bear, W-H-I-S-K-E-Y with bear.com. And it's really important to understand we're not building a building. Like Caleb House is a building, right? We're not building a building. We're building a future for the two dozen children I have in my care right now. And for the dozens, if not hundreds more, that we're going to go rescue once I have a place to put them. We're building a future. The building is just one part of. It's the infrastructure that allows for that. GrindstoneMinistries.com, online giving there for Caleb House and for Grindstone. Um disaster relief efforts and of course you can get your caleb house long sleeves t-shirts hoodies our brother saw's facts not feeling shirt and our brother rex's the real dope shirt all of which come from our brothers and sisters at sanctified supply co links in the description i love y'all you're tremendous believe it the best the best 37 felonies melania's beautiful desantis hate his guts fake rhino fake super fake fake i hate him Bless y'all. Shaloha.